0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate Two. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: terms and conditions apply thank you for listening to this podcast one production now available on spotify apple Podcasts, podcast one.com and anywhere else you get your podcasts if
4: you purchase supplies for a small to mid-sized business zoro.com z-o-r-o.com is your go-to resource At Zorro, you'll find all the things that keep a business running, no matter what kind of business you're in. Zorro offers tools, safety equipment, cleaning, maintenance supplies, office and shipping, automotive, industrial equipment, and more, including the specialty items you can't find anywhere else. Whether you're shopping for an office, a factory, a contracting business, a machine shop, a sports talk radio show, you can get exactly what you need. And when you shop at Zorro, you'll find brands that you already know and trust, like 3M, Prestone, Stanley Black & Decker, Schneider Electronic, Rubbermaid. All at competitive prices. And if you want fast, free shipping, it's yours when you spend $50 or more. And if you have a question, a return, or need help finding exactly the right item, count on Zorro's customer service team based right here in the United States. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan. That's Z-O-R-O dot com slash Dan. And sign up for Z-Mail and get 15% off your first order. Zorro.com, all you need to make your business go.
3: Broadcasting from the
2: Mercedes-Benz Cave.
3: this is Dan Patrick. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Boys are here ready to go. A lot of things to look back upon over the weekend. Seton, Paulie, Fritzie, McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can a variety of ways. Email, you can also tweet. Or you can dial us up. Best and worst of the weekend, as we always do every Monday. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. NBA all-star game format works. Team LeBron wins. Controversy in the slam dunk contest. And Mason Rudolph returns serve to Miles Garrett on the so-called racial slur. The commissioner of Major League Baseball had a bad weekend. We'll talk about that as well. Sports outrage has several degrees. Now, there are times when an athlete commits an actual crime. Of course, that's awful. Then there's the serious cheating scandals. The Astro stealing signs fits into that category. Then there's the kind of controversy that is somewhat serious, but actually kind of fun. That's where the 2020 Slammed on Contest fits in. The Heat's Derrick Jones Jr. beat the Magic's Aaron Gordon in one of the better competitions we've had. Now, you started to watch this and you're going, okay, we're in extra rounds because both players get perfect 50s. And then reportedly the judges conspired to have them tie again to force another round, but someone screwed up their math. Ironically, the second time Gordon has been jobbed in a dunk contest, it happened against Zach Levine in twenty sixteen as well. Gordon stole the show Saturday night. He jumped over seven foot five Celtics rookie, Taco Fall. Jones Jr. was great, but Gordon's dunk will be part of NBA history even if he doesn't have the hardware. To show for this. Now, even if they had tied, I'm under the impression that they would have had a vote off. They had five judges, so they would have voted to crown their slam dunk champ. We normally sort of look at the slam dunk contest and go, is anybody doing anything original, anything different? And I thought both of these guys were spectacular. I thought it was fun, and I'm not a slam dunk contest guy. Uh, the three-point contest was wonderful as well. I thought the NBA had a really good weekend. You know, the slam dunk contest, now Aaron Gordon says he's not going to compete anymore, and I understand that because he's probably going, what do I have to do? And he did enough to win. If you're putting up five 50s, I'm guessing you should be crowned champion. This is what Aaron Gordon does. He's a good player for Orlando, but I also think that he'll get more publicity by not winning the Slam Dunk Contest then you know, Jones Jr. Because I don't even think anybody knew about Derek Jones Jr. But Aaron Gordon? Oh, that's the guy who lost Slam Dunk Contest. Uh, you, you get a little publicity there for not winning something. Because sometimes when you do win, people forget about it. But uh, the controversy there, uh, I like the Elam ending with uh, the game last night. And I was looking at some numbers. I was curious about how hard these guys were playing. First three quarters, it's really just, let's have some fun. Let's put on a show. I was fine with that. I like it when it gets a little more serious. a bit, You know, with something at stake. And you had a lot of money at stake for charity. I broke down the quarters here. Actually, I had somebody do it for me. But in the first quarter, the teams combined to shoot 62%. Second quarter, 48%. Third quarter, 57%. Fourth quarter, 35%. Dunks in the first quarter, they combine for 23. 12 in the second, 13 in the third, 3 in the fourth. Fouls, 2 in the first quarter, 5 in the second, 7 in the third, 21 fouls in the fourth quarter. Block shots, 1 in the first quarter, 2 in the second, 4 in the third, 7 in the fourth. Got interesting, got exciting. I thought guys were tensing up a little bit. Like You could actually see guys who were nervous because the amount of money that was at stake for these charities. So it worked. The only tweak I would have is you must win on a make shot, a made shot. Now, there was drama with Anthony Davis going to the line. And look, I'm not looking for things to nitpick here. I would just like to have the game... I'm so tired of seeing all these free throws watching an NBA game. I'd like to see it on a made shot. Because then you got somebody defending you. Now you can say, well, then they're going to foul them. And I I understand that. I am nitpicking. If it's just you go to the line, and then Anthony Davis said he missed the first one on purpose? I don't think so. I think you're starting to tense up a little bit. Squeeze a little tighter there. And then he made the second one. But it was fun that there was a payoff there at the end. As for the slam dunk contest, not everybody has to. If you want it to be serious. The reason why American Idol worked is because of one person, Simon Cow. I don't need Common there to tell me what a dunk is or a great dunk. You know, he's a, he's a great performer. But if you want to put somebody there, Barkley would be honest. If you want to treat it like it's a serious event, then then do so. Put the right people there. I I just can't imagine where you got Dr. Jane Dominique Wilkins sitting next to Common going, "What do we have in common here?" We we invented this. I I I would have as much validity on that uh, committee as Common would. I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but. Okay, if you're going to take it serious, then take it serious. And I can't have Dwayne Wade. He's not far removed from, you know, the Miami Heat. And he's going to be voting on, you know, Jones Jr., a member of the Miami Heat. It just doesn't look good. That's all. That's where you have to have somebody come in and go, you know what? That dunk is an eight. That dunk's a seven. How about we do this? What's wrong with a 9.3? Why does it have to be a 9 or a 10? 9.7. How about we get something where if you really want to go after this and you want to treat it like it's real and serious, then do it. If not, then we'll just have fun with this. Yes, Eamon.
4: So you're like getting into like Olympics. Yes. Gymnastics yes. now where it's like there's technical points and then
3: style points. Yes. If you want to, do okay. But that's, then, what you, that's what it sounds like but, you're doing. But, but I don't want anybody then to be crying that, you know, hey, you got jobbed here. If if you want it, be serious, then have it be serious. If not, hey, it was just a great, you know, exhibition there. These guys were a whole lot of fun there. Maybe DJ Khaled can un, understand how to pronounce somebody's name in the slam dunk. What the hell?
0: What?
3: Help me out with DJ Khaled. Like, I don't get it. Get it. I, I just repeats the last I, word I of the sentence. I, I don't hold on. Say anything, Dan. Anything.
1: Anything. I just. I don't. I don't get DJ Khaled. When Chance the Rapper was rapping, and he seems like a talented guy, he's Chance up there. the Rapper is. Yeah, he's up there. DJ Khaled was sweating like Patrick Ewing <laughs> after thirty seconds, and whatever Chance the Rapper finished his sentence, let's say he said "high rise." You hear "high rise" out of the back. He just does the last word that the rapper says to pump. Like, enunciate it, punctuate it, whatever word you want to use.
5: Yeah. Yes, McLeod. You guys have to be nice. DJ Collins is actually performing during the second look-in. Oh, is he,
3: is he going to be here in our studio?
5: There's never been anyone on more TV events in the history of sports. He's at everything. Every single event. Wasn't he at
3: the Super Bowl? I think he was. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Yes, Tom. I think he's
2: kind of slipped into that Paris Hilton famous for being famous kind of thing where you're not sure exactly what he does and why he keeps being invited to these
3: yeah, I don't know. I don't know his music. Music. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm a big fan. But he he, he can't pronounce. He screwed up Pat Connaughton's name. Right? Well, 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 well. Every
5: single member of the media has done that once, especially but, me two but, weeks ago but, when I got killed for it. That's you, the hardest
1: name. DJ is introducing these guys. I think it's Connaughton. Connaughton. I don't think it's Connaughton. I got, I've been chastised. <laughs> I, I remember, you know the judge from Milwaukee that we know? He, he goes, you guys got to get that name right. I think it's Connaughton. Did he change it when he got to the pros? I don't know. I don't know if it's like Thiesman, Thysman. I think it's Connaughton. I, I remember when he was at Notre Dame.
3: Is was Connaughton. Had Connaughton. But I, I'm not being paid to introduce the slam dunk contest, guys, but DJ Khaled was. Connaughton. <laughs> Connaughton. But it was, it was fun. Uh, Reggie Miller will join us a little bit later on to uh, discuss. But uh, we got a play of the day. We got stat of the day. And poll question as well. Right, McLevin?
5: Yeah, and it will not involve that player from the dunk contest uh, from Milwaukee. Because I still can't say his name. I'm actually reading the phonetics now, and I don't know how to do it. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, Paul. I think I have a poll. If I told you on Friday we'd be talking about one of these two things. Uh, Chris Paul getting a dunk in the uh, All-Star game. Or... Uh, James Harden getting
3: called for an offensive foul in that All-Star game. (laughs) I was shocked when I went, wait, they're going to call an offensive foul on James Harden in the All-Star game? Not during the regular season. They'd never do that. But they called James Harden for an offensive foul. And I went, whoa. Who are these officials? Yeah, McClendon. How about this? This has
5: been the debate, both backstage and on Twitter. Did Aaron Gordon clear Taco Fall? Yes or no?
3: No. Taco leaned. It was Taco lean. He didn't he didn't fall. He just leaned. But did bit. he do enough to earn yeah, perfect yeah, score? Yeah, okay. So I, he, I mean, I, I don't know what a perfect score. They shouldn't just hand out perfect scores. There are certain dunks that are, you know, perfect. Down through history. But I don't think everyone is like, oh, 50. Like, that's where I go. You know, that's probably 49.2. Something like that. But it feels like, oh, if you just you know, throw 50, because everybody wants to celebrate that. And then the fact that they're conspiring, and somebody who apparently is as good at math as I am screwed it up, and they were going to have a tie. Then they were going to have a vote off. That's why I don't get too crazy about it. I mean, I feel bad for Aaron Gordon. He's like, hey, you know, I practiced this. I, I, I should have won this twice. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I don't want to do it again. But I can't be up in arms if it feels like you had the judges saying, Hey, we want this to be a feel good dunk contest. We're gonna to conspire to fix it. yeah see
4: I'm kinda of feeling bad for Derek Jones Junior now because what he did was remarkable. The yeah. things that he was doing was just unbelievable. Yeah. But everybody's kinda of like, Yeah. But but you didn't really win it. I mean these dudes are jumping over people and still putting it through their legs and ducking. Like, what?
1: Yeah, Paul. I thought Derek Jones Jr. If I would have voted over the totality, I liked his a little more. He's a newer guy and put on a good show. But to he wanted to put, jump over Shaq, Aaron Gordon, and Shaq kind of waved him off. And then everyone says, "There's Taco, there's Taco." He didn't practice this. This wasn't like a a, a practice. You don't. There's not a bunch of seven six guys hanging out in Orlando they could do this with. So you got to give him credit for. He basically jumped over
3: a seven three guy. If you know what I mean? Yeah, not a seven five. He was seven three. Right. Yeah. Yeah, club.
5: I'm not feeling Derek Jones Jr. as much as you guys. He did the same dunk like seven times. Like basically. Well, he his high. last
3: one, it was just like, okay.
5: That was, that was, actually, I like that more. He went between the legs like, what, four times? We know he can go between the legs. Give me something new. Aaron Gordon did that thing on the baseline where the ball went up. I don't even know what he did. He did like a 360 in the air. one-handed 360. (laughs) I can't even describe
4: it.
3: But they have to slow it down because you don't know exactly what's going on. It's like, wow, wait, he did all of that in one dunk. Yeah, Tom.
2: If you're taco, you pretty much have to participate with the peer pressure of all the players and everybody there. If Shaq already waved him off, can you really say, nah, I'd rather not when everyone's looking at you and this could be the difference in your, you know, this guy winning the dunk contest.
3: Well, it's not like your face is facing Aaron Gordon when he that would spice it up yeah, a lot.
2: Like you're, you
3: know, <laughs> it's not junk coming
1: your way. It was, but it's, you don't know it. You kind of just kind of tuck down a little. Pat Connaughton. <laughs> That's from the uh, the Bucks. Yeah, Pat Connaughton. Isn't it funny that they have Giannis Adetokounmpo, and the name we can't pronounce is Pat Connaughton?
3: <laughs> but it looks like Connaughton. I remember watching him at Notre Dame. Unless they screwed it up there, how to pronounce his name, or he just changed it when he got to the That's NBA. A, we're
4: how many years into this, and we're still getting Giannis.
3: That's yeah. His name. This program, believe it or not, is brought to you by True Car. Buying a new car, the process can be overwhelming. Now there's a better way with True Car. Go to True Car to build your car. Compare models, buy options from discovery to pricing to reviews. Get everything you need. The new True Car. What do you have for a poll question, McLovin?
5: Okay, so we won't do the Taco Fall one. Did he clear? Him? I think he cleared him, but whatever. A remember we saw Taco Fall live when we were cheerleaders, by the way? That's still one of the most remarkable facts.
3: When we were at the Houston Super Bowl, and you guys dressed up as cheerleaders, and I remember when we walked out, and all of a sudden you go, Central Florida, that it's one of the taller guys I've ever seen. It was Taco Fall. We were on that Taco Fall bandwagon. <laughs> Well, before anybody else was. But when you guys came running out in your Houston cheerleading <laughs> outfit, I thought that was going to be a real embarrassing moment. And then I realized how much Paulie loved it. It was like being in a, in a play or something,
1: a musical. You, haven't, you got to play a role you're never going to get to. It was on national TV. It was on ESPN2. Too? Too. You know, we reached out to one of the directors. At, at I don't know if you know this. One of, our, one of the people put us in touch with one of the directors about an hour before the game. He goes, I'm going to get you guys in the open of our show tonight. And they put a camera on us running out of the tunnel. And that opened ESPN2's coverage.
3: Oh, God. And then I, because you're around, you know, beautiful women, fellow cheerleaders. It wasn't a big crowd, so it wasn't like you were going to be embarrassed by that. And there you guys are cheering. And then I, I realized this isn't punishment for you guys. McLovin is eating it up. Loved it. And I thought, oh, this will be great. You guys will be out there. And I, I realized, no, you guys were. Uh, <laughs> You guys were hamming it up there. It was great. All right. Uh, okay. What do you got for me? All
5: right. Uh, <laughs> what's your lasting memory of the All-Star weekend? It's a dunk contest controversy, the All-Star fourth quarter. Um, I'm not even going to put Kobe on it because it's a different thing. That was obviously the prevalent story. How about all the Chicago stuff? <laughs> I'm glad all the Chicago stuff because that was the big thing. On okay. Weekend. I'm
3: confused. Yeah. Because there were a lot of people. Common mentioned a lot of people, a lot of People have gone through Chicago. Like, Kevin Garnett is not from Chicago, I don't believe. I think he was there for a year and a half in high school. Was that Farragut yeah, Academy?
1: He, he yeah, he's from South Carolina. He went up to play one year at yeah. Ronnie Field.
3: But you, all of a sudden they're going, we're trying to shoehorn some people in here. You know, Barack Obama is not from Chicago. I mean, he, he obviously lived there, but... You know, it felt like they were, hey, did, uh, we need some people here to mention with Chicago basketball. Yeah, Ronnie Fields was a legend. I get that. Uh, Mark Aguire, Ben Wilson, tragically uh, murdered uh, as a uh, high school player. But, you know, I started to go, I think they're running out of names here. Yeah, McLovin. I got in a big argument on Twitter. I was debating
5: Philly basketball versus Chicago basketball versus New York basketball. Does the guy have to be from the city to be identified with that city? Because Chicago was claiming Jordan last night, obviously. Like, Philly kind of claims Dr. J. Like, what's the rule on, like, how
3: you define a city's well, basketball Kevin legacy? Garnett is not chicago Well, he didn't there for a year. It's not the worst class oh, no, I've no. ever heard. He, he didn't play at all there,
1: his professional career. I would say it's people who are born and raised in Chicago and became great basketball players elsewhere, actually. Like, if Mark Aguirre is from the west side, uh, Westinghouse, I think. And St. Joseph's is is Isaiah Thomas. They grew up there and played there, and then went to Indiana and Detroit. Yeah. But but I look at Isaiah Thomas as a Chicago basketball player by definition, who played for yeah, Indiana. Yeah, I'm and fine Detroit. with that.
5: Yeah, I'm fine. With I don't that. think
1: Michael Jordan is a, is a Chicago player. He's a Chicago Bull. He's not a. He has nothing to do with Chicago as far as like being raised there.
3: Yeah, but I'm okay with having Jordan be part of that because you do think Chicago basketball. You think Jordan. But yeah, the the Kevin Garnett one, I went. No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Did Quinn Buckner get mentioned? That'd be nice. He was nice. Yeah. Quinn Buckner played for a long time, played on the Indiana team. He's a Chicago guy.
5: Yes. Am yes. I totally crazy to think, like, Philly's one of the great, if not, like, the greatest hoops town? Yeah, but you're from Philly. I know, but it's like, no, isn't it known as that? Like, Will, all that stuff. Back, you know, as far as like a sport, Erwin Rowe, just like, that's where, like, New York and Philly are yeah. two of the great, like, legendary yeah. playground
3: areas. Yeah. Chicago is pretty good. Yeah, but I just don't think of Chicago as playground legends. I mean, Dwayne Wade, you know, obviously from there. I mean, you can go back to William Gates, uh, who who got hurt, you know, before he went to Marquette. Or maybe, yeah, when yeah, he was he, in high school. he was at
1: St. Joseph's. He was supposed to be the next Isaiah Thomas. Yeah.
3: But... You know, that was hoop dreams. But I, I don't I just don't look at Chicago the way I do Philadelphia or New York. And New York, obviously. You have so many legends. Los Angeles. LA
5: too. Yeah. New York I think of Kareem and Dr. J right. and like all the like
3: Rucker stuff and that's a Oh yeah, well, you actually had Hoop legends in New York. You know, they write books about those guys. And then you have the Rucker tournament and you know, so all right.
5: Uh, I have a bunch of Astros polls, by the way, that I can
3: save. Uh, let me take a break. I got to get geared up for my. Uh, the the Commissioner of Baseball did not have a good weekend. Uh, he did not. His interview uh, with Carl Ravitch and uh, members of the media he did he did not do well. Uh, we'll take a break here. It's twenty after the hour. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, didn't like. Can we get Pat Connaughton on the show, Fritzy, just for one question? Why not, Pat? How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show.
4: If you have a lot of student loan debt, and I know a lot of you really do, uh, I need to tell you about this company. It's called Credible.com. Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. And so they're basically this great company. They're helping people get out of student loan debt. And if you've got student loan debt, you could really benefit from going to Credible.com. With a lower rate, you can save on interest. You can lower your monthly payment. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, and it's just this incredible peace of mind that you sorely need. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better the lives have been since refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders, and it only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. So go to Credible.com slash Dan. It's Credible, credibl ecom slash Dan. And when you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Just fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you're eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving.
2: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com.
3: The Milwaukee Bucks uh, star dunker. Paulie went and found uh, Pat Connaughton, or Pat Connaughton, and uh, he is going to tell us how. Maybe Pat doesn't know how to pronounce his own name, Paulie.
1: Now, again, I found this clip of him. He was doing a little promotional piece when he was at Notre Dame. Mm. So this is how he's been saying it for years. Here's Pat.
3: Pat Okay.
1: Kid doesn't know how
4: to
3: say his own (laughs) name, apparently. Yeah.
1: Pat Collinson?
3: Yeah. Pat, it's Connathan. Notre Dame's supposed to be a good school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought
4: they had, like,
3: high academic (laughs) standards. (laughs) All righty. uh, Poll options there, McLovin. That's Astros related. Then we'll play some sound from the commissioner over the weekend.
5: Okay. Is the Astros scandal uh, going to make you watch more baseball this season, yes or no? Yes. Yes. So in a perverse way, is this a short-term good thing for baseball?
3: Once again, when you're involved, if I said to the Astros, hey, this is going to be good for baseball, I don't think the Astros would agree with that. If I said to the commissioner, hey, this is going to be good for baseball, I don't think the commissioner is going to agree to that. Now, the business side of this, people are probably going to go, yeah, got more eyeballs, more people will come out to boo the Astros. Uh, I mean, there's so many different things that are attached to this. Imagine if you're a pitcher and you're facing the Astros and you pitch inside. You, you might not get a warning. You might get run because if a pitch gets away from you, are you trying to hit an Astros hitter? And that's going to be really unfair to some pitchers here. If you're throwing it, hey, Are you throwing inside? And I think that that's going to be – that'll be unfair to these pitchers. But, you know, that's just another element attached to this. What else do you have, McLovin?
5: I was going to ask, how do you feel now about vacating the 2017 title? We did it at the beginning of the scandal. I'm looking for the results. But do you think the results will be different today after the apology last week than it was when we first asked the question?
3: It wasn't really an apology.
5: Right. I think more people want to vacate the title now than two weeks ago.
3: Well, if the commissioner is going to tell us that he didn't want to fight the Players Association, so the reason why he didn't punish these players is he didn't want to get tied up in litigation here. There's going to be grievances. By, yeah, yeah. You're the commissioner. Do what's right for the game, not, hey, I didn't want to deal with the Players Association. Or we're going to have this you know CBA that's going to be coming up, and I want to play nice with the Players Association. I, I just, I don't think the commissioner did well this weekend. Um, you know, where he says, oh, you can, uh, you know, take away a piece of metal. I, I, I'll i play some of this sound. Uh, here is uh, the commissioner on uh, why he didn't go after the players but went after management. In
6: hindsight, was there any other way to go about this without blanket immunity that would allow you to punish certain players? You could have made the choice to go with the management people and sort of given them immunity and found out how the players were involved. Whatever dissatisfaction is out there with the grant of immunity to players, I think it would have been ten times worse if you let the management people off and then tried to go after the players.
3: All right, here is the commissioner on why those players did not get punished.
6: The one thing that I do take issue with, um, the notion that anybody in the Houston organization – escaped without punishment and uh i think if you look at the faces of the houston players as they've been out there publicly addressing this issue they have been hurt by this they will live with questions about what went on in 2017 and 2018 for the rest of their lives and frankly it's rare that for any offense you have a punishment that you will live with for the rest of your life so i you know hope the questions um will at least take into account
3: those two thoughts. Oh, gosh, that's horrible. So if if I look at Pete Rose's face, because he's had to live with this the rest of his life, that's, that's, that's enough punishment, right? Now you can say, well, we have rules in place for gambling, uh, but not, you know, sign stealing. All right, we're just talking about the Hall of Fame now. So look at the... Look, look at the anguish on Pete Rose's face. Look at the disappointment. Look at the sadness. So do I factor that in? All you have to do is show remorse. If you cry, then, you know, I don't suspend you. Like, if I get busted for steroids, then I just go, and I'm sorry. Just cry in front of the commissioner. I'll have to live with this the rest of my life. Now we're going to sit you down for half a year. That's what happens. Now I can look at the, do those Astros look like they're really pained? I mean, maybe I missed something here. But I, it's not like I those guys are torn up about this. Yeah, Paul.
1: In that first clip, the commissioner said, well, if we would have given the management and uh, uh, managers immunity and testified against the players, nobody would have been satisfied with that. He's using extremes. You could have punished both. Let, let's say every player on Astros that was part of it got a – Ten game suspension, right, without pay.
3: But we're, we're finding that Jose Altuve apparently didn't need these these signals, these drum
1: warnings. They they said that Shoeless Joe Jackson did not tank the World Series, but he knew about it, and that's why he was barred from the game. He was not accused of actually tanking, and not, he hit 375. So that that doesn't wash. But he's basically saying, you know, uh, the, the people people have a problem with zero punishment. You could if it's the punishment is ten games, people say it should have been more. That's yeah. fine, but zero punishment is
3: tough to deal with. If you don't want to punish the individual players, then you just take away the trophy. Like you physically take away the trophy and vacate the title. Then if I'm going to, they're going to live with this shame, they shouldn't be living with the shame while having a World Series trophy. That's all. Take the trophy away. It's symbolic. And you're punishing the players because you're taking away that trophy. I hate that the fans are being punished here. But, you know, in their minds, they're still going to say, hey, we were champions there. Granted, there's an asterisk by that, but you don't want to punish individual players. How about we're going to punish everybody because of you? Then it feels a little bit different there. But don't tell me the look on their faces. I'm guessing Jose Altuve is still cashing a pretty big paycheck. Now, maybe he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Who knows You know where we're going to be in 15 years from now? Does it follow him? Probably. It should. But now now you got Carlos Correa saying Jose Altuve didn't use it. So who did? And then all of a sudden you're going to stop? That's why when you had Cody Bellinger say, these guys are cheaters. They've been cheating for the last three years. Okay? Would you stop if you were successful? I don't think so. Unless somebody said to you, guys, they're on to you. And I don't rule out the buzzers. I don't. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, coincidental that these things happened to Jose Altuve after hitting that game-winning, series-winning home run. What about the guys who were on base? Did they get benefit from uh, the drums? Like Altuve, uh, he didn't cheat. Okay. What about the guys who were on base when he hit the home run? I know the commissioner wants this to go away, and I think more information is going to come out about this. And now you got the Red Sox stuff that's going to come out probably this week. I don't know what's going to happen with that as well, but uh, it feels like the commissioner is not going. He's, he's going to punish a player. Probably not. Yeah, McLeod.
5: Okay. If you had to rank the four commissioners right now, <laughs> uh, in terms of popularity, not your opinion. Adam but, Silver. Okay.
1: Is one. Uh, well, China was not his shining moment this year, but yes, he's definitely one. Yes. both well, in popularity or how good of a job they're doing. Cause those are two different things. Popularity. Okay. Like who, how, not how Dan feels, how people feel.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Adam Silver after all-star weekend is coming off pretty well. It's not his fault. They lost a couple hundred million dollars in China. That, that's not his fault. And it doesn't bother me. I, I just got up this morning. I yeah, I, I'm okay if they lost a couple of hundred million dollars. It, it, it did not affect me at all. Uh, I would say Adam Silver. Nobody cares about Gary Bettman. Um, people, you know, like, people like to dislike Gary Bettman. Oh, I know that, but like,
5: he, he's an all-time uh, commissioner <laughs> heel.
4: And I do kind of like that every you know, couple times a year, he trots himself oh, out there and just sh- takes the
5: booze. so
3: <laughs> painful. It is, it's kind of great. It's, it, <laughs> no matter what happens in the Stanley Cup final, and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Commissioner <laughs> Gary Bettman.
4: Boo!
3: We boo, are so boo. proud
4: of these teams. Boo! <laughs> boo. Putting on no. such a great exhibition. No. We have the greatest fans you in are, the world. We
3: hate you. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna go Adam Silver, Roger Goodell. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, my, my buddy Roger Goodell, and then I'm gonna go Manfred. And then Gary Bettman. Yes, Paul. Well.
1: Remember Adam Silver came in and his first act was the Donald the uh, Sterling. Yeah. Is it Donald Sterling from yeah. the Clippers? Yeah. He took him out quick. And he, he removed that guy from the equation
3: fast. And the players loved him from day one. Yeah, that wasn't a hard decision.
1: No, but he did. He got it.
3: a lot of credit for it. But, it, I mean, what are you going to do? No, nah, we're going to keep him in there. It's like you just forced him to sell. I mean, they did this to Marge shot in baseball. Like, they'll come down harder on an owner, it feels like, than they will the players. Yes, Todd.
2: I can't believe you just put Manfred, uh, Goodell ahead of Manfred after that. That's well,
3: thought. recency bias. Yes, McLovin. I mean, I was going to ask: Does
5: Manfred definitely survive all this? It's it's a bad Q rating right now. And also, too, uh, so he wasn't like it's not like he's built the game like
3: Adele has okay, had the but success you know, The only item. The only way you're getting rid of him is if the owners want to get rid of him. Do the owners want to get rid of him? Probably not. I, mean, I just want to know how business. All these owners care about is how much money am I making. Now, they might look at Jim Crane and say, why wasn't he punished? Okay. Then their commissioner is going to say, well, we did fine him $5 million. We did take away a couple of draft picks. That wouldn't satisfy me if I really cared about it as a fellow owner. You know, see.
4: But what if Rob Manfred, he goes after the Astros, right? He punishes all the players. They're suspended a bunch of games. They find all of this money. They mm-hmm. vacate all of these wins. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, he has to do the same thing for the Red Sox. And then a week later after that, when they
3: investigate the Yankees, they have to do that for the Yankees. And then they have to go do it with the Brewers or the whoever. And it might factor in. I don't rule that out. And I think that's a valid point. He's gonna I don't know how what he what he found out with the Red Sox. And then do you vacate a World Series title with the Red Sox? I don't know if he wants to go down that path. And then, you know, the Yankees had Brian McCann and Carlos Beltron. But apparently they didn't cheat. The Yankees didn't cheat. I mean, they've cheated in other ways, but not that way. But if you want to punish the players, you punish the players by vacating the World Series title. Then I don't have to do anything. It's on a witch hunt of you get 10 games and you get 9 games and you get 14 games. And then we find out Altuve apparently didn't need to cheat. Yeah, Todd.
2: So then you're taking down, obviously, the banner at Minute Park and they have to, the rings are coming back to all of that, right?
3: Well, you could still give them rings. I mean, that, that has nothing to do with Major League Baseball. You, you could still have that. They make it worn a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wearing them in public as much.
2: <laughs> Locked in a drawer somewhere.
3: Yeah. but I mean, maybe people don't care. I don't know. It feels like fellow players care about this. That they want them to be punished because they were affected by this. If you're a Dodger or Yankee, you were affected by this. Yeah, Paul. I think what bothers, and this is so obvious, but what bothered you as a competitor is, Let's say you
1: really care about winning World Series, not just the money. I, I think these most athletes really care about winning. I really do. I know there's load management that stuff, but if you knew that you worked all year to rehab, to get in shape, to hit your best, and the whole thing was a setup, and all your work didn't really matter that much, that would bother you a ton. You know, if you, if you knew a contest was fixed that you're involved in, that, that's got to hurt.
3: I just... I just don't like the way the commissioner made it seem like, oh my gosh, these guys have suffered and they're gonna suffer the rest of their lives. I I don't know that. Because these guys, you know, you compartmentalize this and then you gotta move on, you gotta play baseball. But last I looked, you got guys who are making a really good salary there. And you know, the excuses now you hear the excuse that apparently Jose Altuve had a bad tattoo. And Carlos Correa was protected. He said that uh, Altuve didn't want his jersey ripped off because he had a bad tattoo on his collarbone. Mm. I mean, come on. Here is Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers on the Astros' weak apologies. I thought the apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak.
1: Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. Um, you know, I think what people don't realize is
3: Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Um, everyone knows they stole the ring from us. All He didn't even call him commissioner. He called him Manfred. Take a break. Play of the day is coming up. We'll settle on a poll question as well. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show.
5: Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Huebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you too can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. Oh my God. The play, the play, the play, the
3: play. of the day.
0: going to play play This is the play of the day.
3: Check this out. Davis has the ball. Spins it in his hands. Free throw up. It's gone. It's over. Team LeBron has won the 69th NBA All-Star Game. 157-155 over Team Giannis. Courtesy of Sirius XM, a little homecoming, Kanye West, Chicago native. Team LeBron comes away with the win. Anthony Davis, hometown guy, sinks the game-winning free throw. Kawhi was the MVP, finishing with 30, going 8 of 14 from three-point range. The first-ever Kobe Bryant all-star MVP. Play of the Day is brought to you by Tacovas. These boots are great. Tacova's boots, handmade, full-grain leathers, world-class bootmakers, Tecova's cuts out the middlemen and sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P. Tecova's Western Goods for New Frontiers. Yeah, I didn't want the game to end on a free throw, but, you know, the first go of this, the Elam ending is the name of this. Uh, came up uh, a student at the University of Dayton who's now, I think, a middle school teacher, is the one who came up with the Elam ending where you put, you know, you got to get first to 24 points here. Um, So they got to 157, and that was your uh, winner. I didn't like the shot selection by LeBron as he tried to win it when it was 154, 153, and he pulled up from 45 feet, it felt like. I went, nah, you'd probably get a better shot than that, LeBron. Yes, McLevin?
5: Maybe he was tired of getting his shot blocked by Giannis (laughs) Antetokounmpo.
3: Uh, a little torch being passed on uh, Sunday night, maybe? I liked it. I, I like seeing the defense. Giannis blocking uh, LeBron on the layup in the fourth was good. And then they called it goaltending and reviewed it. Uh, and I don't know the rule on that. When it
5: hits the backboard, it's automatically goaltending, I thought. Right?
3: after, If you touch it
5: after it's hit the backboard. Yeah, and it was sort of it was bang-bang whether it had touched the backboard, right? And it, it but they close. said it
3: hadn't hit the backboard. Oh,
5: they said it officially didn't. Okay, you know,
3: I, It looked like a great block, but... It is really close, really close.
5: Yeah, that, you have to see his flow. Yeah.
3: It was fun, fun to watch it. Giannis didn't get cheated, though. He got he got to shoot whatever he wanted
1: to. Yeah, There was a play, I can't remember what LeBron was upset about. There was a foul call, like a charge or something, and he was screaming at the ref, like, like it felt like game six. And I was like, if he gets a technical in an All-Star
3: game, that would be awesome. When's the last time somebody got a technical in the All-Star game? For yelling at a ref? Well, I because mean, you might do, ha, get somebody to get a technical because they're just having fun. Right. I, you'd have to probably go back to the 70s when, when it, or maybe 80s when it really mattered winning the All-Star Game. Yeah,
1: Paul. I remember watching, I don't know if it was called the McDonald's All-American Game at the time, but Patrick Ewing was a senior That's in a high school, word. and he got in a fight in an All-Star Game on, on national TV. It was one of those McDonald's all games, but, and that was where he kind of earned his rep. It was like, this is a casual All-Star Game, and he was like get into it,
3: people. I uh, got this from uh, Bullfrog, 1983. I think the NBA should do what baseball does with their all-star game. Winning conference gets home court in the finals. That will make it a little more competitive, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, it will.
5: Well, they don't do conferences. I yeah. think go back to that, I guess.
3: Which I don't well, understand. no, you have
5: Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Well, they, they split them up now, right, with Team Giannis and Team LeBron. They do that draft. Yeah. Which by the way, that was maybe an okay gimmick. That didn't really
3: affect me. They should just go east to west again. I like that better, but but you could do that with the draft. I like when you're drafting. I just think it's it's interesting how you build your team because Giannis built a team. He didn't want James Harden on his team. By the way, James Harden, he was it looked like he was lost out there. Because the All Star game is not built for James Harden. James Harden is the most important person on his team during the regular season. Then he's kind of like, wait a minute, uh, I got a pass? Uh, hey, I, I need to go one-on-one here. Like it, it, it was just sort of strange to see him. And that's probably why Giannis is going, I, I want guys who are going to pass me the ball. James Harden's not going to pass me the ball. But it was fun. I, I, I thought that uh, the NBA did well. And the three-point contest, Buddy Heald, Coming down to the last shot, that was great as well. The fact that we're talking about the Slam Dunk Contest and the controversy, you know, probably good for the Slam Dunk Contest. Now don't you want to see Aaron Gordon saying, if I'm the NBA, I'm on the horn with Aaron Gordon now going, hey, whatever it takes, we want you in the Slam Dunk Contest next year. All right? We, we, we promise that we'll do the best judging. We'll be better with this. But I want you in. The commissioner should call Aaron Gordon. And then you say to Derek Jones Jr., we want you to be in the slam dunk contest as well. Let's create something out of this. Yeah, but then those
1: guys, if all goes well, have to face Zion next year. Assuming he's healthy, he would participate. Even better.
3: Even better. Aaron Gordon's not afraid of Zion. Derek Jones Jr., the third, he's not afraid of him either. All right, uh, what's the poll question we're going to go with, McGlovin?
5: So I actually put up again the question that we asked two weeks ago. Should MLB vacate the Astros' mm. 2017 title? Two weeks ago, it was 63%.
3: Today, it's 87%. Same cheating scandal. Nothing else has come out,
5: right? Nothing else has come out except for the apologies and, and Manfred. I just think the public sentiment is turning even further against the Astros this proves
3: Yeah, but the, you know, the, the looks on their faces, they're going to have to live with this the rest of their lives.
5: Oh, yeah, you're right. When they sit on their pillows <laughs> of money, yeah. imagine yeah. on your boat just
3: shame. You, you name your boat shame. Seventy-five shame. Yeah. <laughs> foot boat shame. Yeah. yeah. Anguish, embarrassment. Yes, Todd. <laughs>
2: what do you just embrace it the other way and have a new mascot called Asterisk and he's got a big star on his chest that he's running around? Some new creature. that's I'm all
3: right with that too. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. Phone calls coming up. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend, what we saw that we liked, we didn't like. Reggie Miller was on the call last night for the NBA All-Star Game. He was there all weekend long. Get his thoughts on the slam dunk contest controversy. And what did he think of that fourth quarter last night? Reggie will join us coming up in the final hour. Back after this. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available
1: on Spotify.